The Joy Unleashed show empowers and inspires women to reclaim their joy. We provide tools, resources, and connections to help you unlock your true potential through engaging conversations, expert insights, and transformative stories. We create a vibrant and inclusive community where women can break free from the limitations that hold them back. I'm joyologist Colleen Greco, and it is my honor to be your host. Let's get right into the show. If you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you don't quite know your purpose, or maybe you know it, but you just can't find the path toward it. If you're uncomfortable in your own skin and want to finally master self-love, then we need to talk. I'm Colleen Greco, and I'm your joyologist. I help women just like you to reclaim the joy they feel is missing in their life through mindset coaching and nutrition coaching. Whether you have weight to lose or simply need to get your gut in check, I've got you. We'll work together to retire limiting beliefs. Those are the stories that are keeping you from your purpose. I need you to hear me. Those are the stories that we need to get rid of in order to get you on your path to your purpose. We will work together to get you that life you've always dreamed of. It would be my honor to connect with you. Reach out to me via Instagram at the Colleen Greco or email Colleen at ColleenGreco.com. Let's get you back to the show. Welcome back to another episode of Joy Unleashed. I'm your humble host and joyologist, Colleen Greco. And today I'm thrilled to welcome Alona Lapari to the show. Hi, Colleen. Thanks so Hi. much for having me on your show. Hi, I'm so glad you're here. Please take a moment to introduce yourself, tell the audience who you are, and um, maybe some fun fact about you that uh, you know we couldn't find on the internet. <laughs> sure, uh, absolutely. So I'm the CEO and founder of The Life School, and I help purpose-driven entrepreneurs and corporations build, build a legacy purpose-driven company that does more good in the world through branding, marketing, sales systems, and team. And then the main two problems that I usually solve with my work is inconsistent cash flow and also the scalability factor. Companies don't always know how to scale beyond the level that they're currently uh, operating. So that's a little bit about me. And then my uh, funny um, hobby <laughs> that I do outside of the work uh, that I do is I weight lift and I love it. You weight lift. Oh, that's right up my alley. So I'm a personal trainer as well as, you know, so joyologist is the umbrella term, but I do nutrition coaching, mindset coaching and personal training. So I love weightlifting. What is your favorite, what's your favorite, you know, move? Um, I do my squats. <laughs> I like, I like that part. Uh, and I do a few deadlifts, uh, and I've reached, you know, a few levels of weight. So that's oh, a yeah. moment. Uh, but for me, it's always about that, um, pushing the limits, you know, physically, intellectually through my work and then physically through, through weightlifting. So that's why I love it so much. And it just, it goes to show us that we have no limits, you know, every day we learn and grow in different areas. And the more you, you get disciplined and you kind of stay with, stick with the process, you could see how much improvement and progress you've had, uh, along the way. So that's what I love about it. I want to say that when I was, I was doing CrossFit, uh, which was a few years ago now, and I loved it. I was so addicted to it. Deadlifts were my absolute favorite. I, you know, I could lift really heavy weights until I tore my hamstring and that sort of became 
impossible uh, for a while. But I did learn that anything is possible. All of those things that I never thought in a million years I'd be able to do, rope climbs or pull-ups or anything, um, you know, when you break it down into small consumable chunks, you can build that discipline over time. And it's really, you know, like a metaphor for anything we do. So I'm sure you see that in your business too. So tell me more about, you know, being a purpose-driven company. What does that really mean to you? Yeah, I love that you said that because I'm I'm a big uh, process uh, believer um, and I'm always looking to tweak processes and to put myself through new processes so I can become the person and gain the habits. But it's very relatable in business as well because based on what I teach with branding, marketing, sales systems of the team, there's different pillars that every business needs just like you know, um, when you want to get in shape, you know, there's a certain process you go through and your body has to go through that process. So you get the result that you're looking for. It's very similar in business, right? Start to implement those, uh, those habits that are also building your brand, but also creating you generating your cash flow while you always have those two main priorities in mind, because one of the biggest gaps that I see in the market is really the misalignment between purpose and profit. So, to answer your question, what does it take to build a purpose-driven company? Uh, I define a purpose-driven company, a company that is uh, founded on very strong values and it's always um, has that purpose in mind when it makes decisions. Uh, so meaning what is the transformation that I'm looking to provide with the service or the product that I offer? I stay in the service industry because I love the service aspect, but that's always, you know, I go back to those two questions. Uh, when I'm I'm implementing something new or working on a new project of evolving and growing the company to the next level, it's always how can we reach the people that we want to help and how is this actually creating, what kind of impact this is creating in society with those individuals and also with my teams and, you know, other people beyond and the causes that we contribute towards and all of that. So that's a definition of kind of how I see a purpose-driven company um, because I've realized that because I came from a profit-driven company, 13 years in a corporate environment, regional director was my latest position. I could see how when you make those decisions, your culture turns very toxic very fast. Um, and you start losing out team members, you start losing out talent, your your clients see through the lack of, um, lack of passion, lack of purpose, um, and you're doing things just because of the profits and the money. And that's a very short, short way to play the game of business, so to speak. So I couldn't agree more. And I'm sitting here uh, maybe selfishly with like a little report card saying, yeah, as a joyologist, I want to make sure, you know, I, people are a seeing my authenticity, but B that I'm always coming from a place of joy. And if they're not catching that, I'm sending the wrong energy out. And that is, a disconnect from who I am as a person and what my my company is about. And so I love that, you know, you kind of covered that. And and I think most days I probably, you know, show up those, you know, that way. But, you know, it's it's not as important to get the things done. You know, it's it's, it's kind of hard to, to shed that corporate mentality that was ingrained in my brain for, what, 26, 27 years, something like that, to even if you just do a couple of things per day, if you're doing it from a place of joy, then that's what radiates outward. It's not, you know, that you got all the things done on your list. It's a big shift. And I love that that's, you know, part of your DNA as well. 
Yeah, wow, I love it. We have that common experience. You definitely longer than me. But yeah, I could see the difference. I, I think it's every life experience that we have is a great thing because now we could see the difference. Even being an employee and working for a corporation and going out on your own as an entrepreneur, when you have that you know, background, you kind of could see A and B and you kind of can compare and contrast and then kind of pick the best, take the stuff that helped you and, and put that to use to serve you but also leave you know, the things that you didn't like about that experience. So um, I agree. I talk about that a lot around productivity and time management in business that yes, I so absolutely agree that um, it's uh, not important to be busy, right? Because we kind of think that you know, we need to always be working and a lot of us got instilled this, um, I saw my parents hustle and they were immigrants in, uh, when we moved to the US from Albania. So I thought like definition of results, life I want, all the things, you know, money, abundance, all these things that, you know, I thought were a definition of success equal hard work. <laughs> Cause I didn't know how else to, you know, I had no other models to kind of um, portray, but today I know better. I know the power of our brain. I know the power of intentional thoughts. And as long as you have that clarity from the inside out of those very important tasks or priorities that are moving the needle further forward faster, then yes, even if you do one to two meaningful uh, priorities for that day uh, that you are, you know, um, deciding ahead of time, then it was a success. And uh, not to beat ourselves up for all the long to-do list of all the things that we didn't get to do. Because, uh, you know, small momentum, right? It seems like nothing is moving, but when you look at your month or your year, you could see that you're in a completely different spot. And that did not just ha happen by chance. That happened very intentionally as you are clear on those important priorities, yeah. Oh, that just gets me emotional, honestly, <laughs> because there is, there is so much with, you know, starting a new business. And, and for me, my business, let's see, I started four and a half years ago and then I got called back into corporate for a little while. So I kind of pulled back in with more part-time, went back into full-time less than a year ago. And I just thought I'd pick right up where I left off. And it's like, no, the world kept going actually. And you've grown so much as a human that, you know, all of those things take time to peter out and settle down. And, um, and I am not the coach that I was four and a half years ago. So I shouldn't expect that same journey. And I, it, it's curious to me what you think, or when you're evaluating, you know, clients and who you want to work with and things like that, where are you seeing their greatest downfall? So many times you hear people talk about when I realized I needed to get out of my own way. What does that actually mean to people that you're working with? What I see the most, Colleen, I love your question, is um, the lack of awareness and knowledge of what are the right priorities or processes to focus around so that we stay intentional because it's very easy to get distracted. There's a lot of information, just like with health and fitness. There's a lot of info out there, right? I mean, we could be doing this, we could be doing that. That's not what people are missing. They're missing the dots is what I say. Connect the, all those dots connected, which is why I've improved my process over time and I'm addicted in giving people better results and faster results in their alignment of purpose and profit, right? Building their brand, but also becoming profitable because we need to align both to be able to sustain what we're doing. Uh, but I've seen that, yes, they don't know what they don't know. They, you know, they heard, okay, you got to 
put yourself out there. You got to stay visible. You know, they have they don't have the right clarity on their messaging, on their audiences, and how to even repurpose a lot of this content. You know, they hear, okay, you need to do a podcast. You need to write a book. You need to speak. You need to do this. You need to do that. But they don't necessarily know how all of this kind of connects and how to start implementing these as, as they build the foundations of their businesses, but also work smart and not hard back to kind of what we're talking about. Because a lot of these things, once you understand that bigger picture of how all these things connect, like all your branding connects to your marketing, your marketing connects to your sales systems, and then you create systems and then eventually you hire a team. If you want to grow, once you understand how all of these dots connect like a puzzle piece, then they have the big 360 high level strategy for their business and they're better decision makers Then they know, okay, now I need this tool that will help me because this activity that I do is a recurring activity that's gonna give me ROI on my time and money. So then they make that decision based on their current phase and stage of business. And that's the second one. They don't necessarily know what to focus on at their current level and stage of business growth. Yeah. I see a lot of people at the beginning with no audience, no messaging, no validation of their offer, none of that, you know, focusing on a, a course that's 20 bucks. I mean, good luck selling them, making money. <laughs> it's going to take you a long, long time. <laughs> and lack of business model strategy. That's another one that I see the most. So those three pieces. I also think there's this thief of, com well, my, one of my favorite sayings, I kind of like botched it just now, but comparison is the thief of joy, right? So mm -hmm. I feel like oftentimes, and, and I had this conversation with another entrepreneur last week, and we were talking about how it's really easy to look at somebody else's success and say, well, they make it look so easy, you know, or like my husband and I were talking several weeks ago about um, comedians, and he's like, yeah, you look at Adam Sandler and he made a lot of money. But what was he doing 20 years before that at three o'clock in the morning when nobody would listen to his show? And right, like he came from somewhere. And I find that when I was talking to this entrepreneur last week, that's what she was doing is saying like, wow, I wish I had this and I wish I had that. I'm like, don't discount the journey. That person had the exact same journey that you're having. You just didn't see it. And I think people get lost in the fact that they don't see the struggle and the sweat and the tears. They just see the, you know, when they, they, you know, kind of like overcome. See the wins that they share yeah. on socials, right? Because everybody's sharing their wins because they want to build their authority, but no one is sharing the vulnerability behind what it takes. I love, you know, the work you do because, and that's a big mission in finding joy in all the things that we are doing because, I've learned it the hard way myself that I thought it was in the results. Like I was like addicted. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do what I need to do to get the results that I want to get. And uh, I just completely, you know, uh, missed, uh, uh, I got burned out, you know, I had a lot of anxiety. And of course I, I was even, the more you kind of focus on the thing that you want, the more it moves away from you. So kind of understanding how to stay in your own journey and, uh, you know, I, I'd say compare yourself to others for admiration, for ideas, but even that try to be purposeful because you can you can hurt your creativity when you are comparing yourself to other people because then you think, okay, that's the right way to do it. There's no right way to do it, especially when you build a brand. Today is more important than ever to be authentic. And that's the only the on honestly, the only the only leverage you have nowadays is authenticity and no like and trust that you've built and you're trying to build because those are going to be the main two factors of why people still 
get attracted to you and your brand and do business with you. Um, the rest is just, you know, stuff that uh, comes and goes. And yeah, I would say that focus on the journey of becoming. We always hear it like these nice quotes, like cliche, like, oh, it's in the journey of becoming, not in the, the things that you want to have. But again, even if you get handed those things, if you're not prepared and you haven't built those um, resiliency or muscle memory or all those things or overcome some of those fears that you might have, even when you do achieve it, you just don't know what to do with it. And you're going to just let it go or you're going to self-sabotage. That's very common, right? That's yeah. where we use every day. <laughs> Why do you think vulnerability is perceived as a weakness? Um, I mean, is it? I think that vulnerability, depending, you know, depending on where you're actually sharing it is actually the only way that we get to connect with humans emotionally on that ethical level. Because if you are just not being vulnerable and you're sharing something that's not from, you know, truth, the, your truth or however you want to kind of define that, then, you know, you're kind of attracting the wrong people around you. And it's like just like personal life. I look at it just very simply, just like personal life. If you have fake relationships and you're superficial, then you just have like a dull, uh, dull people around you for the wrong reason. I would say the same with vulnerability. But of course, I mean, it's um, it's the fear of being seen and fear of being judged as humans, right? Uh -huh. I think we all have that, you know, we, we don't want to share because we don't, uh we don't want to you know go into what are other people thinking of this and how are they perceiving this or how they're judging it because we want to be liked as humans right so survival needs but yeah, yeah i think uh honestly i think in, we're living in the era of authenticity vulnerability is your superpower actually so i completely agree now i guess i was referring to um, a lot of my clients so i work almost predominantly with working women that feel like they've lost themselves. They feel like they're less than. And, and so to show that vulnerability means they don't have it all together. They don't have it all figured out. And that has always been this stigma. And I work very closely with them to break that down, but it's real. And it's, you know, it's so last, last week, of course, was Thanksgiving. Um, one of the things is is always like the perf the perfectly dressed Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner table, right? That looks beautiful and it's like over ornate and everything. And it's like that's not actually how it works in my house. I mean, yeah, there's a table set. I hope it all matches. I'm sure I have folding chairs at it, right? Like it's there is this pressure to make it appear as though you have it all together. And I work very closely to get people to say, I don't have it all together. And it does take a village. And, you know, sometimes the win is just taking a shower that day. And that, and that has to be acceptable. So it's just curious more in that standpoint, like where were we taught that somewhere along the way um, that, you know, now we're forced to deprogram that. I think also with all the benefits of social media, I also see it in my kids because I have like teenagers and we always have to have these conversations. It's very easy to compare back to what you said, right? I mean, again, everyone's sharing their highlight reels on their content and 
you know, showing how successful they are and all of that and showing the big wins and showing that perfect, you know, uh, uh, Thanksgiving dinner all made up and set up or their Christmas trees or whatever, right? So, you know, I don't know. It's like an internal thing. I think you have to, I think the only way to combat that is if you work on your own, on your own fears. If something is triggering you, figure out why it's triggering yes. you. I think that's the only combat we have because this is only going to continue and, you know, yeah. with uh, the way that technology is evolving. Um, I just, yeah, that's the only way and kind of affirm yourself or kind of look at where those, why you're feeling those, those fears and where they're coming from and do some of that inner work. And it's inner work that we continuously have to do. I mean, I'm not saying I'm cured hundred percent. I do fall in that trap myself of looking at people that I admire their might. I perceive them as further ahead in the journey um, and kind of do the same, but again, it's habits. The more you learn, the more you're kind of confident with what you're doing, you're clear in your purpose and you're grounded and you have the tools yep. and disciplines and the mentors around you to go to when, you know, you feel out of alignment, then, you know, that's, that's the only thing that we have to uh, kind of keep ourselves, remind ourselves that we're in our own unique journey. Um, and you just genuinely feel love for people and you just are happy for them, you know, when they have a win or, you know, um, anything like that. It doesn't come from that lack or jealousy or like lack, you know, I'm less than because someone else is doing that. And my, I had no thing, you know, no one over for Thanksgiving or I have no family around like people's, you know, circumstances are all different. Um, so I say, yeah, that's the only combat we have our self-work. Yeah, Absolutely. <clears throat> when you have that firm foundation of self-love, you are able to then see scenarios a lot differently. I always tell people there's always a thread. You pull on that thread and it will unveil to you the work that needs to be done. And generally it does come from, you know, our, our childhood. But I'm, I'm always amazed at um, people's perceptions of other people. Uh, and I was talking to somebody recently and they said, you just seem so down to earth. And I was like, what else would I be? Like, I don't understand. So anyway, thank you for, for sharing that. Um, give us an idea of what it's like to, you know, work with you. What's, what's the life school really about? Yeah, I think the best uh, place to um, find some really amazing resources that are free and I built up her time for people um, to really align their purpose with their profits is on my website. It's alonalaparicoaching.com. And um, there I have resources. I have my books available, free resources, but also ways to work together, which is through product consulting or group accelerators or even fractional COO work for bigger companies. That's the three ways that um, um, I have chosen to create impact in the world. And uh, yeah, they can find that on my website at alonalaparicoaching.com. I love it. And I'm going to leave the website up um, for quite a bit. I I always ask this question uh, to, to every guest that I am fortunate enough to uh, speak to. What is it that brings you joy every single day? Mm, I love the question. Um or how do you find how do you define joy? Maybe that's not fair to say that something brings you joy every day, but how do you define joy? Human relationships, the people that are around me that are there for the right reason, unconditional love, supportive people, um, finding you know 
people that have common shared values with or even um, that we want to learn and grow together um, and contribute beyond you know, our personal lives. I found that that's actually was the catalyst of why I pivoted from corporate to entrepreneurship because I realized that to be fulfilled in life, uh, it's always about that contribution. You learning and growing, but also it's about how you're contributing to others. So any small moment where I see or hear my clients winning or, you know, someone saying that, hey, I listened to your podcast and this is how it made my day or, you know, my kids around or my husband or my small family that I have here, um, just hanging out, connecting, supporting one another. That's at least that's kind of where I've seen that I'm the most spiritually fulfilled and I, I feel the most joy at the deepest level. I couldn't agree more. Have you ever had your human design done? Yes, I have. What are you? I, I have a guess, but I want to, I want to hear. A generator. Knew it. Okay. <laughs> I'm a manifesting generator. So I just, I love to ask that question because I'm just so fascinated by human design. It's amazing. Yeah. What I would help help any tool to help people discover their inner strengths, gifts, all of that. I'm always like, I'm always like a, a, a student to it because um, it's fascinating. I think the more we discover that, the more we know how to put it into use, good use to help others. So, yeah. Well, I couldn't agree more because you can get really, really deep with human design. I happen to have a, a friend who is, you know, uh, I don't know if it should be called a human design coach or an analyst or what have you, but an expert. And so I'll call her and say, like, how is this? What is this? Like, there's something behind this. Tell me more. Um, so I find the whole process fascinating. And uh, I just like you, I just kind of drink it in. It's amazing. So how has your human design helped you in your own business? Mm. Um, from the awareness that I have around it, it's given more, me more clarity around some a lot of my strengths that I could probably even take for granted. Um, so that's one way it's helped me. And then the other way is kind of understanding how I, how my map of the world is and how I make decisions and how to lean in certain things and kind of hold back and let certain other things flow. Uh, but it's helped me with kind of that inner alignment in the way that I, you know, make my decisions and priorities for my life and my business. So yeah, I would say those two things, two ways. I recently ran uh, my children's human design just out of curiosity. I, I was wondering, you know, A, did I have them pegged as to which type they are? Um, but B, is there maybe a better way I can, you know, connect with them or communicate with them or not communicate about certain things with them? And so I found it actually really applicable in my personal life too, but I absolutely loved it. Um, as a manifesting generator, I come up with 10,000 ideas a day. And then I want to execute on all of them. And so being able to have the restraint to hold back and say, that's a good idea, but it can sit on a shelf for a little while. It doesn't have to be done right now is, uh, you know, a empowering, but B just fascinating to me how, how, you know, the brain works and how the body, um, the body actually does signal you and in understanding those signals, uh, was also really helpful to discover with human design. 
Yeah, know thyself. I think that's the most important work we, we do as humans uh, to discover ourselves and our potential and then understanding how to bring that about in life. I mean, that's what it is, which is why I see entrepreneurship is just that channel. Just like human design has a certain framework, you know, it brings you those tools and those um, <clears throat> ways to kind of like understand and, and um, you know, learn more about yourself. I find that entrepreneurship is the same way. Once we understand that we have experience and we want to kind of now help others, entrepreneurship just that journey and channel that we need to learn or, you know, understand those skills that, or gaps that we have to bring that to life. So yeah, there's a lot of resonation between both for me. So I recently launched a, a journal. It's a, I'm so proud to say it's an Amazon bestseller, but I, I bring that up because I am curious um, in, in my personal practice, journaling is core to the things that um, set me up for a successful day. It's core to the, the, you know, those actions that bring me joy, but then also set me up for a great day. What are some of the things that you have in your daily practice um, that maybe inspire the, the audience um, to, to consider them as they develop their own? Yeah. Journaling is key. Um, I, I would say that during different periods and seasons of life, I fall in and out of that, but I have found definitely great benefits to journaling. I've also created Focus on Purpose Planner, which I use daily. And that was because I've seen a lot of the need in my work to kind of focus and prioritize on the right activities and being intentional with working on just those main activities that are gonna move the business forward faster. Um, so that's something I use. Um, it's also available on Amazon, Focus on Purpose Planner, um, to keep me very efficient, productive, and focused. Um, and then the other, you know, the other habit is meditation. You know, I think that's important. I've seen the effects of when I kind of fall on the wayside with that. Um, I start to become more anxious. I start to become more um, you know, your mind starts racing. And then, you know, yeah. when you get ideas again, you just feel those urges to kind of act on them. And you're, you just, it just becomes messy because then you have other things you need to, you know, to do. And um, I just find that it's not as effective. So um, meditation, you know, journaling um, and um, my planner. It's, those are the main three things to help me stay organized. I love it. Well, and weightlifting, of course. <laughs> That's for my physical health. Yes. <laughs> well, also mental. You're right, actually. It is. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you get, yeah. on a tough day, if you want to bring me a barbell, like, yes. Lona, <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much. Anything else you want to leave the audience with before we wrap? Yeah, no, thank you so much. And thank you so much for all the amazing work you're doing out there in the world with uh, helping people, reminding them, you know, what are those things that bring them joy? Because I think at the end of the day, that's why we do all these things that we do, because we yeah. just want to feel heard, seen, and, you know, we want to contribute beyond ourselves and want to be joyful, want to be happy, right? We hear that all the time. And um, I'm not, I don't think our life is designed to keep us happy hundred percent of the time, because then we, we don't learn the things and we don't grow through challenges, but just choosing consciously choosing to, um, those stories that are serving us at the higher level. I've seen how this stuff is so important in our lives because you can have everything that most people want and you can be miserable. I've been in that stage too. And, you know, kind of understanding how to find joy and how to 
gratitude. You know, it's it's a great practice with journaling as well, right? So how to stay grateful and for a little while, I could see how when I lose sight of those tiny practices, even though they seem tiny, you mm -hmm. start to become more complacent and you start looking at all the things that you'd want to achieve that you don't have yet. And you go into the lack, like you almost go to default. So yes. you always have to, it's like, like, it's a practice. It's not something you do once and you're like, okay, I learned how to do this and now I can move on my life. It's just, we're learning and growing and evolving. And we always have new challenges of growth that are always going to be thrown our way. So, you know, I don't think the goal is to be 100% happy, but just to make those conscious decisions. And even in that challenging time, I choose to learn from this experience and I, I choose to make it mean something that's going to serve me at the highest level and then use that to help others. That will give you back a lot of happiness and joy as well. So, yes, yes, yes. I'm, you know, I'm like all the yeses. The truth is, you know, there's happiness, which is great, but that's like a response to something. Joy is a conscious choice. It's not saying my life is perfect, but I'm choosing to look at it with a sense of gratitude and appreciation. And, and sometimes when you're in that, you know, time of pain, just having gratitude for the lessons that will come is a major mindset shift and it gets you through to the other side. When we were having our, our trauma going on here, uh, it was about six years ago now, there was a phrase that, that I read in a book and it said, trouble is your transportation. And I hung on to that as tightly mm -hmm. as I could to say, it's going to get you to the other side. It's going to get you to a better place. Just hang on. This is not the end. And that was, I can't tell you how many millions of times I repeated that to myself to just get through to the other side. So I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Um, I thought this was a great conversation and I'll make sure we have um, focus on purpose planner um, and all of the other links in the show notes. And really just thank you so much for your, your openness um, and your candor. It was a wonderful conversation. Yeah, thank you so much. I also um, do say something that I want to share with your audience that is uh, sometimes when I feel overwhelmed or out of alignment or out of purpose, and I think that's very normal as well, because sometimes we can have these phony, toxic positivity and all of that. I don't think that's that's even helpful. But uh, I say that, you know, your current situation is not your final destination. I mean, look back at your journey, all the stuff that, you know, you thought like, you're, you're, you know, you're going to die, like all these things that yep. happen to you. Look, look where you are today, better, bigger, stronger, and more wise to, to help others. So, you know, just kind of reframing things definitely helps. But I'm so excited to have you back on, on my show as a guest. And I'm looking forward to learning so much more from you and the way that you look at joy. Because, yeah, I think that we, there's a, uh, there's not enough information or there's not enough, you know, ways to look at things that are going to stick with people, right? Because you just never know who's going to connect with something else. So, I hope we served your audience today and I'm uh, looking forward to having you on our show, the Life School Masterclass show. And uh, yeah, thank you for a great conversation. Thank you. Well, that was another episode of Joy Unleashed. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. Thank you for tuning in to Joy Unleashed. As always, it's my honor to be your host and joyologist, Colleen Greco. Follow me at the Colleen Greco on Instagram for daily motivation and inspiration. And don't forget to leave my show a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, sisters. <laughs>